Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Um, we're talking Fantasy Baseball Championship and Major League Baseball Playoff Race. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Play ball. Welcome in to uh, the newest edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com and Righteous Felon Jerky. I'm your host, Vince Stover, joined as I have been all season by Belly Up Fantasy's senior baseball writer, the one and only Kevin Wilson. Hey, Kev. How you doing, man? Uh, well, we're doing good here. Uh, we're outside the heat dome. And so, uh, uh, so life is better in the Texas area. And so, uh, wish I could have a better news report, but, uh, as far as the championship, which I'm sure that you'll be more than happy to talk about here in a minute, but, uh, other than that, life is good here. So glad to be here. Well, let me tell you about my weekend. It did not go okay. super well. So I saw that, I saw that with the East, yeah. uh, East Coast so Saturday thought, night. Man, they're going to win this game. And yeah. coming off of that, because they really showed out against uh, Kentucky last week. They did. And they uh, did. And so I thought, wow, okay, they're going to win this game, and, and you're going to have a lot to say. And all of a sudden, they didn't. Yeah, so I'm at the game last night, Eastern Kentucky versus Western Carolina. And I cover Eastern Kentucky for Belly Up right. Sports, and I do a lot on my podcast, too. And uh, 25 seconds left in the game, Western Carolina scores a touchdown and goes up by three. They miss the extra points. They go up by three. Uh, after the kickoff, I think there was 18 seconds left. EKU got in field goal range, 40-yard field goal attempt missed, and they lose the game. Uh, it was heartbreaking. I mean, this was yeah. – they, they lost – 40-yard field uh, goal is not a long field goal. You no, it's field goal. definitely doable. But uh, on Tuesday, the legendary coach Roy Kidd passed away. He's the winningest coach in EKU history, very active and prevalent in the community and at the school. So it's been kind of a long, rough week for the school. Um, they really wanted this one to kind of honor Coach Kidd. So that didn't happen. Well, then uh, I also, while I'm at the EKU game, see that Tennessee's getting whooped by Florida. So that wasn't encouraging either. And then today I'm watching the Packer game and uh, oh. the Falcons. Yeah, that's talk about the fourth. Yeah. yeah, that was tough. They, give up, that was, what was it? they gave up 13 in the fourth? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. got yeah, they got whooped in the fourth. Um, and, uh, and so that's all been bad, but having said all of those negative things for the second year in a row, and I'm not going to push this too hard, but for the second year in a row, me you and feel Kevin, free to push it however hard you wish. We met in the, uh, uh, what do you call this? The conference championship of the, uh, no, it's like, yeah, it's like the, uh, NL the ALCS championship series, I guess. you could call Yeah. It. The ALCS and, uh, and me and Kevin met up again. Kevin, the one seed again, me, the four seed, Kevin, 13 and eight, on, uh, 18 and three on the season. I was 13 and eight on the season and uh, able to pull off the upset with some strong performances by my guys. I'm uh, texting all of them tonight, thanking them for their hard work over these yeah, last Make sure weeks. you uh, give them a, a, you know, I was going to don't do a fruit basket. <laughs> you, know, you need to do something more personal. 
<laughs> than a fruit basket. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, you definitely need to recognize. I will say this, Kevin, uh, in our matchup, I counted it up today. I think you have 14 more players um, on your roster throughout the two-week time of turnover, 14 more players that played for you at least one day in the fantasy baseball playoffs than I had. So you were constantly turning over, especially the second week of the series. Right, because I was trailing you big. Yeah. And I knew I was trailing you big, so I had to do some things. And I actually got Friday, we woke up, and I was only 30 points down. Yeah, and you were like, what, 200 points down, I think? Right. It was really ridiculous after uh, uh, Spencer Strider, who we had just proclaimed as the uh, fantasy baseball pitcher of the year, yeah, goes out against the St. Louis Cardinals and absolutely got rocked. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I knew I was in trouble. And that was a week ago last Wednesday. Yeah. So that was just three days into the period. I'm like, uh-oh, this is not going well. <laughs> but uh, well, I had two but, days straight where I didn't have a, a starting pitcher go. Um, you turned the roster over and you pulled it back to within 30, like you said. And even today, I mean, you're, you end up, uh, it's gonna be about a 70 point, I think 65 point difference, um, when it's all said and done. But, uh, I mean, you put up a valiant effort. You didn't give up. Uh, you fought through the whole no. whole thing. So but there, there's a lesson here that, uh, even if you're down after one week and it's a two week period, don't throw in the towel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, keep on rolling until you're absolutely out of it, and then maybe you can kind of stick a fork in it. But uh, Here's the story. My highest-scoring player over the two-week span was Brandon Woodruff. Uh, he had a complete game in that span. He ended up going 22 right. innings, two wins, also 19 Ks, well. only three walks. He did really good. Your leading scorer, uh, do you know who it is before I say it? I do not. Your leading score is owned in 48% of leagues, and it's Royce Lewis, shortstop okay. third baseman. The guy that I picked up, and he has really had it going on the second half of the season. <laughs> uh, but the problem is, is Royce Lewis is your leading scorer. Yeah, yeah, if he's my leading scorer, that's not a good sign. <laughs> that's not. It wasn't it, Mookie Betts. No, right? no, it, it wasn't. wasn't. It wasn't Machado. I don't even think Mookie was in your top 10. It, yeah, uh, so it uh, wasn't Austin Riley, and so these are all all uh, all star level MVP type players, and if they're not leading me in scoring, it's bad. Yeah, that's a that's a rough go, and that's the way it works, though, right? It's all about the it match, the way, you know, and that time that you're hitting. That's why we actually play the game. Yes, right. That's why the teams that are up, you know. 36 and a half points favorite. Yeah. Such as uh, yesterday, Florida State over Boston <laughs> College. And then Florida State won just by two points. Yeah. Or Colorado and Colorado State. Right. And they had to go to three. Was it three overtimes? Before Colorado. Two. two. Okay. Yeah. Two. Before Colorado actually won that game. Yeah. And so uh, this is not a football show, but. Uh, <laughs> That's going to set that up an interesting said, game this weekend coming up, Colorado at Oregon. Okay. And so uh, Coach Prime has been talking all this smack, but he yeah. played Nebraska and Colorado State. You want to hold that down until you beat Oregon. Then yeah, you can if you're going to take Colorado State to double overtime, you're going to need to be a little bit more prepared for what's coming next week. Absolutely. Um and back to fantasy baseball. Uh, yeah, back to the subject at hand. Chase Thornton defeats my dad uh, by 130 points. And he's uh, a, as we've talked about, he's a freshman. Yeah, and he's reached the championship. It's wild. So no matter yeah. what happens in the championship round, you got to take your hat off to him because he's a, a rookie, and he's yeah. reached the top of the mountain. So, hats off to him. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine more players play uh, a day on his roster in this two-week matchup than my dad did. Um, he was just more consistent. Dad had the higher scores, uh, but Chase had more consistent scores on his roster. Um, Dad's leading scorer was Framber Valdez with 65 points. 
And uh, Chase's was Ter- uh, Tarek Scoble. Tarek Scoble. Scoble. Okay. Uh, he mm-hmm. threw up 57 points. And then his second leading scorer was Cole Reagans. Uh, from what Kansas a pickup City. that was. Wowzers. Cole Reagans of the Kansas City Royals. Who would have thought that would amount to anything? Because they're, they're awful. And he but, picked him uh, up August the 23rd. Right. Um, and since picking him up, he scored 33, 27, 29, 14, and 12 uh, in his in his outings. So that's, yeah, solid pickup. Picked him up when he was playing Oakland. Smart man, Chase. There you go. That's yeah. what we've been talking about all the, <laughs> the matchups. Because people want to talk about all this stuff about stats, and that's all important. But the yeah. matchups are equally as important. Now let's talk about championship. It's going to be Chase's first time. Uh, this will be my well second time in this in this setting uh, in here as well. And I can't give away all my secrets this week because I can I'm, give away mine because I'm not playing. Let me say this first of all: it's a two week two week uh, thing That's for right. us. We do so it's a two week matchup, and I'll put it uh, the broadest sense that I can is you go all in. Um, so the last time your starting pitcher pitches. He's, he's gone. Go. Doesn't matter who he is. Doesn't matter if it's soon as you know, he's uh, For example, if you can drop him, because hopefully True. ESPN will take that into account. Like yeah. Spencer Strider is a non-droppable player, mm. but if he's pitched his last game of the season, then that's a, it. Doesn't matter how great he is. Right. He can't help you anywhere else the rest of the way. Right. So uh, that's a guy that you need to keep. Uh, your eyes on, especially at last week. And overall, the young players, you know, pitchers especially, that uh, that I talked about way back in July, and some of these teams that have gotten eliminated, keep an eye on them because they might shut them down. Right. And so uh, if you're – I mean, there, there are a lot of young players, pitchers especially, and um, we could talk about some of them. Uh, let me switch over here. Uh, like Tanner Beebe. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's one. Um, see who else we have here. Uh, Bryce Miller, of the of. Well, you don't really have to worry about because they're still in it. Right. True. They're in it to win it. So, uh, but Bobby Miller, the Dodgers have already clinched the NL West. Mm-hmm. Okay. There they are, right there. So <laughs> they may not be so hot to pitch him in the next two weeks. What for? They don't need that. So he might come out and pitch an inning or two, and they pull him out if they even yeah. do that. So young pitchers, be aware of this, because you may not get the bang that you've gotten all the way through the season just because right. they're eliminated or the team – as the case of the Braves and the Dodgers have already clinched, there's nothing for the Braves to play for. We've seen that this weekend because Miami blew the ever-living doors off of them. <laughs> so, uh, they've but they've got nothing to play for. Yeah. And uh, well, well, there you go. And so the other thing is, and we talked about all season long, but his matchups, you cannot trust a guy going against a bad matchup. Like, there are guys who have done decent this season or even decent recently, but you don't want to put them up against somebody who's going to, who's going to challenge them, depending on your situation, of course. Right. But I'm talking about the guys like Bryce Miller, for instance. Bryce Miller, I picked him up last week. I pitched him against uh, the Dodgers, and he got me 15 points. Well, his next matchup... With that. Yeah, his next matchup is against the Rangers. I, I'm not sure that I want him in that matchup. And especially with the Rangers fighting for their life, Seattle fighting for their life, of course, as well. To me, that may not be the matchup that I'm looking for. And other guys that, again, you pick up matchup-wise, I picked up Seth Lugo. He went against Oakland, 22 points. Great. Well, he's going again Wednesday against the Rockies uh, in San Diego. Now, that's a matchup. That's a solid matchup. Absolutely. (laughs) You you could salivate all day long over that. Yeah. And um, let's see, some guys that – I picked up after today because I knew I was out of it. And I'm going to try and keep that under control because I'm not in it. <laughs> but uh, uh, just for example, 
I picked up Braxton Garrett. He goes up against the New York Mets on Tuesday. That's a solid matchup for him. Yeah. Uh, even though he's a young guy. Yeah. And uh, Jose Quintana, he goes right. up against Soda. That's not so great. So yeah. uh, keep an eye on him. Uh, Jason Talion has Wednesday against Pittsburgh. That's an excellent matchup. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what you're looking at. And we'll I talk don't about even look at that so much when it comes to, you know, if they're pitching against Kansas City or Oakland and they're not, uh, you know, two and, you know, 10 with the 5.95 ERA or something like that. No, not me. If they're pitching against Oakland or Kansas City, yeah, you're you in. still got to consider that. Yeah. I don't but, care who uh, they are. You're in. Right. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but because I've talked about matchups because I write that article every week. Yeah, people come back and say, "Well, I need more stats." They're pitching mm. against Kansas City. That's all the more you need to know. They're pitching <laughs> against Oakland in that, you know, a wasteland of a ballpark. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Yes. And as soon as that game everything. starts, it comes the pitching. Matchups is yeah. everything. As in soon this- as the game starts, you can send them to the to the cleaners. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so the matchups are important. Now you mentioned it earlier, but we we're talking about pitchers, but it's true with the hitters too. When you got people who've already clinched and have nothing to play for, especially right. in the last Mookie week of this matchup, prime example. You have to watch about. out because teams don't want them to get hurt. So if no. they're if they're feeling you know ninety eight percent, they're going to say, "Why don't you sit today? Uh, <laughs> let's get that two percent right. feeling better." So, you know, guys like Ronald Acuna, right? Yeah. Guys yeah. like him, the entire Braves roster, they're going to give those guys some time off. The yeah. Dodgers are going to – they have already started that. Mookie Betts was out of the lineup today. And uh, I could have used it. I was, telling, I was telling my wife, well, they're resting him, which is great for them, but I need him. <laughs> and so uh, that's the kind of thing that you need to look for yeah. in this last weeks. And uh, – Which is why – which is why we like a two-week matchup versus a right. one-week matchup. Right. right, It gives you a little bit more flexibility on that stuff where you don't get screwed over because a team right. is doing well. I've got two Braves on my team, Ozzy Albies and Michael Harris. Harris has been phenomenal as of he late. Has been. Late. He's been – yeah, he's been crazy. Uh, I've got Austin Riley. Yeah. And uh, he's been playing every day. And yeah. the top of their lineup has been playing pretty much every day. But yeah. uh, that may not be the case. Harris is a guy I can imagine they'll play him pretty much. Yeah, yeah I would think so. So you don't have to worry about that too much. Fortunately, though, we're going to talk about the playoffs and the real baseball, and there are plenty of teams that are battling out. They're going to be starting their starters all the way to the rest of the, the end of the season. Definitely. Definitely. Some of these teams are rough. They're like three games or three teams within a, like a half a game of each other. Yeah. So when it comes, if you've got Cubs, you've got Reds, if you've got uh, guys like that, uh, if you've got Diamondbacks, they're going to play their guys. Yeah. So, uh, and especially like in the ALS, if you've got Astros, Rangers, or Mariners, they're going to be in their lineup the rest of the way. Yep. Now, let me say this too. We've got, I'm in another league. Uh, I've talked about it all year where I've, Drafted my first pitcher in round 14. So it was a very bad year for my team, needless to say. Uh, This is also a league that relegates. The bottom four every year get relegated down to another league, and then the top four of that league get pulled up. And uh, the good news is it's not a regular season relegation. So you can fight your way through the playoffs uh, to stay up. Well, I am the uh, 11 seed in in this league. And I won my matchup this week, uh, the last two weeks, really. I won my matchup that one, survived uh, survived that round. I get to go to the next round. If I win the next round, I don't get relegated, uh, which would be huge considering that how I started my year. Um, I only had, let's see here, it's a categories league. I ended the year 6-14-1 on the year. Um, so, <laughs> so. Yeah, not, so nothing to write home there. No, but yeah. I figured it out these last, uh, really the last couple of weeks of the season. Um, I actually had two ties. I lost the tiebreakers on. So I won, uh, let's see here. I won one, two, three of my last six, tied the other three of my last six. And, uh, but 
I lost the tiebreakers. So put me in a bad spot. Needless to say, I figured it out at the end of the year, and now I'm making my run to not get relegated in that league. So I'm pretty excited about that. If I do get relegated, so be it. But uh, it's fun. That's a neat, neat little well, the, uh, when you're looking for ways to spice up your fantasy leagues, that's a good way to do it. If you have two different I leagues, I've never heard of that before. before. So that's interesting. That's very yeah. interesting. They call it the major league and the minor league. They got a 12 man majors, a 10 man minor. And uh, yeah, the bottom, depending on how many people are in the, the minors, uh, typically, though, it's the bottom four get relegated down, the top four get relegated up. And uh, it just kind of keeps it fresh as you're going through. So something to think about if you're a uh, league manager looking for ways to spice it up a little bit. Spice things up, yep. And uh, fortunately for me, because I'm in one other league in, ba- you know, in in fantasy baseball, and I am in the championship All right. of that league, and I'm going up against a guy who has lost one game the entire season. <laughs> and that one game was to me. Okay. So uh, that's going to be interesting. He would have been perfect if it wasn't for me. Yeah. And so uh, he he beat me. I beat him. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I lost three games in that league. But uh, so I reached the championship in that league, submitted to you in this league, but uh, in the in the playoffs in both. So, you know, Kevin, it's funny. Your wife said something similar. She said her life would have been perfect if it wasn't for you. And uh, and so your fantasy, <laughs> fantasy opponent can say the same about his as That's well. That's right. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Any so, other fantasy advice uh, you want to give of people? wives, Vince, did you yeah. happen to know that today is National Wives Appreciation Day? No, I did not know that. Yeah, so, yeah, so we announced that uh, during the show with uh, Chase and I earlier today. So hopefully there were husbands that heard that and uh, went and did something yeah. that appreciated them. So now, you, there's still time for you to, you know, to appreciate your wife today. Yes. And now I know you saw this tweet that I put out, but uh, well, yesterday, yesterday yeah. uh, I think it was I yesterday, we're sitting on the couch watching football. And yeah. uh, maybe it was last week even, but my wife said uh, Deion Sanders was on. She goes, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, I remember Deion Sanders from the Lions. And my wife grew up in Michigan. And I was like, no, no, and that was Barry Sanders. And she's like, no, yeah. no, it was Deion. I said, no, no, it wasn't. It, it was it was Barry. Uh, <laughs> but needless to say, I appreciated that moment. Uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun in the house for I sure. I did see that you posted that. <laughs> uh, Kevin, before we switch to real baseball, uh, any any other advice you want to give to folks headed into their fantasy championship? Uh. Oh. I think that we pretty much covered everything. Just be be aware of your situation and uh, don't be afraid. We talked about this in the semifinals. Don't be afraid to drop a guy who you've been depending on all season long, yep. but all of a sudden finds himself in a five for 64 stretch. Yep. And, uh, and there's a guy, because you know, this is a 10-man league, and uh, there's a there there are players. There are always players in a league like ours that are hot. Don't yeah. be afraid to make the move and go and get somebody that's playing better than the guy you have. Hundred percent agree. Uh, I had was it Robbie Grossman uh, from the t- from the Rangers? I, yeah, I saw you picked him up. And it was he was just hot at the time. Now he's not hot right now, but he was at the time. And I mean, I didn't care that he wasn't owned by more than what point percent. No, <laughs> you just care up who owns them. what. And so uh, if you, there, there are guys that are less than ten percent owned that are worthy of being on a roster. Yeah. So if go and get those guys, and also make sure you pay attention to your uh, your starter limits. Yeah. The guy yeah. went up in the semifinals, had his yeah. starter limits busted. Long before Saturday. Yeah, can't do that. So I was able to coast in and look forward and do some things where I could plan for the championship round. So be aware of those. And that's where I got beat last year, Kev, against D'Amico. Um, I had a plan, and uh, and and it didn't work, but I miscounted. Uh, I saw – I looked up my matchup, say, how many pitchers have I done? Okay, I'm good. Well, I I counted at the wrong time, I guess. I had pitchers going, didn't realize they weren't already on the tally, and I ended up hitting my max the day before the final on Saturday instead of Sunday, which didn't allow me to catch up to D'Amico last year. 
Um, I think I would have caught him had I had I not messed that up. But nonetheless, yeah. um, so be aware of that. And because uh, uh, those pitchers don't update until the next day. So if you've got three guys and you're saying that you have 17, per se, I mean, 20, you've yeah. got 20. Yeah. And so uh, I had to use some pitchers to try and catch up to you. So Friday, I saw that you had five guys going. Yeah. And uh, I can only use one. I could use one yesterday and Friday. So I was like, well, this is a battle that's going uphill. And uh, well, I'm had, not uh, scared. I think you had 15 or something like that. So you could use yeah. the pitchers, all the pitchers you wanted. Yeah. I got scared there for a minute. And I looked at mine. I saw I had five guys going, and it was five good guys and i was like okay yeah. i'm okay i'm all right i'll be okay yeah, you, <laughs> I was and- you got me sweating i'm not gonna lie i i i thought more about the last two days of my fantasy team than i thought i was gonna have to and uh and so i i appreciate that well effort. me too because remember i sent you a text you know anytime you yeah. want to stop beating my brains in i would appreciate it <laughs> and uh i don't think that you let off the gas because i said that no but because uh, i certainly wouldn't have yeah, but uh, no, but I did jokingly ask you if I was allowed to start playing again once yeah. you were within thirty points. So, <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, yep, yeah, go ahead and, and, and power up, and that's yeah. what you did, and now you're in the championship. <laughs> Three words of advice for all fantasy baseball championship participants, with the exception of Chase Thornton, and that is just win, baby. Uh, so win, go ahead, go get it. Uh, get your fantasy championship and come on a break. We are going to have uh, next week no no show. The week okay. after, uh, we'll plan to have a program, and we'll have uh, if Chase wins, we'll have him on. We might have him on even if he loses. Even if he can, yeah, because uh, he's willing to come on. Uh, I'm sure I'll I'll talk to him about that and uh, just the fact that he's a rookie and in the finals is something to talk about. So uh, yeah. and something to cheer about because he'd never done it before, and here he is in reach the final yeah so. and we'll give you advice for how we won whether it's me or chase and you can remember it for next year and use it uh there as well because again i don't want to put it all and, i and we'll, it all uh, season to put it all out here for you but i'm headed in the championship now um, right. and there's a limited number of people who are in championships and so you got where you are stick with it do your that's thing right. find a do way to win thing. we'll talk about it in two weeks and uh, you know we'll we'll certainly uh, discuss because by then we'll know what the matchups in the playoffs are, and so we can discuss that. I'm sure we will. All right. So our program today is presented in part by BellyUpFantasySports.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things fantasy articles, advice, and opinions. And uh, right now there's a heavy load of NFL stuff going on the website. There is yeah. also, I'm sure, some hockey stuff that'll be coming. As we're heading closer to hockey season, uh, basketball stuff as that rolls around as well. And of course, baseball, when we get back around uh, to the new year, we'll start seeing more baseball stuff on there again as well. It's where you can find all of Kevin Wilson's articles as well. That's bellyupfantasysports.com. And we greatly appreciate the support of the Belly Up Sports Media Pro Family and Belly Up Fantasy Sports uh, as well. I will say this one shout out. I know it's not good to pat yourself on the back. Before the start of the NFL season, uh, Dan Mater, our, our Belly Up Fantasy leader, um, had a post about uh, Mike Evans. He has to be traded because he's not going to work with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's going to ruin him. I responded to Dan, and I said, with some stats about Jarvis Landry with Baker Mayfield, OBJ with Baker Mayfield, I said, I think he's going to be fine. Uh, then of course, Dan said, well, you left out his bad year last year and whatever. And I was like, we will see two weeks in, I'm all aboard the Baker train. Mike Evans is doing just fine, by the way. That's right. And Uh, I was never worried about him. No. And so, you know, as long as he's healthy is the key to him. And so, uh, you gotta like what Tampa, you gotta like Baker, gotta like, uh, you know, the running game. If so course they go went against the bears so you got to kind of yeah they don't get to play them every week uh no. that being said tune in wednesday night me and dad talk about football the whole program right. and uh, we talked some baseball but it's mostly football this time of year so tune in we'll continue to talk about that and then like i said get the belly up fantasy sports.com catch all the articles and opinions going on there all right let's transition let's hit the call to the pin 
All right, our call to the pin is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. They've been with us all season long, and we appreciate their support as well. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source, and Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land to lock up supply and guarantee the best tasting, best textured, and freshest beef jerky on the market. RighteousFelon.com is where you go to find your new flavor of beef jerky. And use code BELLYUP when you get there. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. You can find Righteous Felon in Pilots and Flying J's, but you don't get the discount. So go online. That's right. RighteousFelon.com. Type in the code BELLYUP. Get 15% off your purchase. All right, let's get into some real baseball. Let's start in the National League, which has actually become very entertaining. Uh, The Braves and the Dodgers have both clinched their division. They are set to go. I don't think the Braves can even lose the number one seed. They haven't officially clinched, but I don't no. think they can. I don't think they can lose that um, where they currently sit. Although they just got swept by the Marlins, which is pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is what it is. Uh, the Brewers are on top of the Central. They are currently six games up on the Cubs, which the Cubs really blew some opportunities. They've lost four straight. Um, and, uh, they're also, I think it's also, is it six games up on uh, seven games up on Cincinnati as well? Uh, and that in the wild card race, you got Philadelphia who we've locked in to their spot for several weeks now. Uh, but then you got the Cubs, uh, who are a half game up on the diamondbacks and the Marlins. And they're a half game up on Cincinnati two up on San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco uh, got just, they, they ruined their chance cause they got swept in a double header yesterday by Colorado. And, uh, they won today. To... Okay. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. but I know what you're saying. <laughs> but uh, but uh, they're only at two games above 500. Yeah. And uh, when you look at some of these, they're not winning at home, which seems to be a problem to me. And so uh, you got to do better at home if you're going to be, uh, you know, a serious playoff contender. Right. And a lot of these teams haven't done it. Arizona hasn't done it. The the Giants haven't done it, and so uh, the Reds Philadelphia has done it, and so uh, gotta like uh, Philadelphia's dangerous. I don't know who they're gonna oh, yeah. play in that first round, but yeah. uh, they're they're dangerous. They've got a guy who hits what one ninety eight at the top of the lineup, but hit forty five home runs. Yeah. So uh, and they're getting some pitching. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's it. When you get to the playoffs and you get here into this final stretch, the pitching is everything. I mean, yes, you got to put up runs, but pitching is everything. And so that's why I look at the Diamondbacks, and I feel comfortable they're going to make it. I like what they're doing. Uh, I look at Chicago, and honestly, I really like Chicago's pitching staff. I don't think they're going to go deep into the playoffs. But as far as when you look at the Reds pitching staff, no. Giants pitching staff, no. Uh, Marlins, you could argue if they got things clicking, they've got the potential. Um, but they haven't been great this year. And no. uh, so I don't They're know. Still I still minus 51, even after they, uh, let's see, they, they put up, uh, they absolutely blew the doors off of uh, 16 runs today. And they're still down 51 on the season. That's been my bugaboo with him all the time is their offense doesn't measure up to some of these other teams. Yeah. Um, well, and for what it's worth, though, the Diamondbacks defense is the worst outside of the Reds in this wild card race right now as far as runs allowed. Um, but I think I think the Phillies and Cubs are locked in. Personally, I think they'll both make it, even though the Cubs did have a rough, rough stretch this week. Diamondbacks and Marlins, they seem to be the two going to fight it out. I just I don't think the Reds are going to make it. I don't think they're good enough. Ellie De La Cruz has fallen off. Uh, they're just not what they were even at their 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 peak. And, uh, and I mean, I just want to be right. So I'm going to say they're not going to make the playoffs at the end of the day. Cause I've been shouting that since no, July. I don't, I don't no. think they will either, but, uh, cause they're only half game back, but they got Miami, Arizona and the Cubs ahead of them. Yeah. And so that's a rough way to go. Well, and currently you got the Phillies, Cubs, Diamondbacks and Marlins. Well, only three of those teams are allowed to make it. So, uh, right. Marlins and Diamondbacks are tied right now. Um, so yeah, it's a, and Marlins are on a three game win streak. Diamondbacks are on a two game win streak. Cubs are on a four game losing streak. Um, yeah, Cubs are three and seven in their last 10. So yeah, they're going to need to turn that around big time. And I uh, think, they will. um, I'm trying to see, they got the pirates up next. So that helps. 
Uh, yeah, that helps a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it helps a lot. And they're not playing Milwaukee the rest of the way. Right, and, right. Uh, because uh, Milwaukee, they've locked down that division. And uh, yeah, and lost today. Milwaukee did, but I'll tell you what, uh, Woodruff, Burns, Peralta, the way they've been pitching has been lights out. That's uh, and uh, and their offense has been good. I, I, I wrote an article when I was talking about pickup Mark kind of. Yeah. And some people were like, uh, I don't know about that. Well, pick him up. Yeah. And he had some uh, injury issues, but he's back and he's hitting the ball. Had a grand so, slam Saturday night. There you have it. Yeah. And so uh, Mark Hanna is a guy, if he's available, I, in my article from last week, or was it even two weeks ago? I don't remember. Anyways, Mark <laughs> Hanna, if he's available, go get him. Now, the next time we come on, I'm looking real quick to see. I think we'll be at the end of um, the season, right? That Sunday will be the final Sunday of the baseball regular season. Okay, so that means we have to lock it in now. Our final prediction uh, for who's going to make the wild card in the uh, National League. Um, I still go Phillies, Cubs, Diamondbacks. Uh, Who do you have as the three wild card teams? I'm going to go the same way, Philadelphia Cubs and Arizona. Uh, I'm not inspired by by the Giants. uh, And I'm not inspired because Miami, their offense is not that good. And and they're playing a ballpark that's not offensively conducive. So uh, even though they scored 16 today, which kind of shouts, you know, shut up about that. But uh, so I'm going to go Philadelphia Cubs, Arizona as well. All right. So let me, I'm going to see if you can change your mind here for a second. Okay. Uh, Marlins final stretch run. Yeah. Three games against the Mets, three games against the Brewers, two, uh, three more games against the Mets and two games against uh, the Pirates to close out the year. Advantage Marlins. Yeah. That one looks pretty, pretty sharp. Uh, let me pull up real quick for you. And by the time uh, they get to the Brewers, the Brewers probably have the division wrapped up, and they might not be playing anybody of note. Well, actually, the Brewers are still eight games away from clinching uh, the division. So that's still – that's I mean, technically is going to be open. Uh, now, depending on how things go with Chicago, of course, that could be different. Uh, I'm pulling up Chicago's schedule right now. They've got the Pirates, the Rockies, the Braves, and the they do play the Brewers. They wrap up the year with the Brewers. Oh, okay. I thought they were done with the Brewers. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, so they wrap up with the Brewers. So by the time they the wrap up the Brewers, the Brewers will have their division. You know, yeah, when they get to that series, hopefully, ideally, that one will be done and with. And the Braves already have theirs, and, and the Rockies away from home are garbage. And uh, uh, Diamondbacks, they've got the Giants. The Yankees, the White Sox, and they close with the Astros. Okay. Astros, they still might be fighting for their playoff lives. And they will. And so that's that's not it. That's not a good sign for them. That's interesting. I might wow. I might go Phillies Cubs Marlins over over the Diamondbacks just looking at that schedule. Um, Um, I'm gonna stay Arizona. I like their pitching staff, Zach Gallon, Merrill Kelly, and uh, and I think they've got enough enough offense to get it done. Okay, all right, let's go to the American League. Uh, okay. Fun battle in the East: it Orioles is. and Rays. The Orioles currently on top uh, by a game. Uh, let's see here, uh, two games. Excuse me, two games on top of the Rays. The Twins have all but secured the AL Central. And then the West is interesting, too. The Astros a game and a half up on uh, Texas, two and a half up on the Mariners. By the way, both the Mariners and the Rangers blew it this week, um, both on three-game losing streaks. The Mariners have only won three. How do you explain that? that? The Rangers go into Toronto and sweep a four-game series. (laughs) Absolutely had their fans booing the Blue Jays, who are in the playoff hunt, and they're booing. Then they go to Cleveland, and Cleveland's got nothing whatever to play for, and they get swept. And not only do they get swept, they got absolutely firebombed. So, well, and, uh, and Toronto turned around and swept uh, Boston. Right. And so, so uh, you know, the Rangers play Boston 
tomorrow in a three-game series. Then they've got the Mariners, a three-game set this weekend, and then they're on the road. They don't play any more home games after this week. Hmm. So that may not go well for them. Uh, by the way, the Blue Jays, uh, all they have to deal with is the Yankees and the Rays the rest of the way. Two series each against the Yankees and the Rays. Um, okay. That's probably not what the Blue Jays are hoping for to wrap up the year. No, because uh, Tampa and Baltimore are going to be playing till the end. Yep. And uh, so uh, Baltimore was crash landing, yeah. but they regained the division lead there. That's going to go down to the last of the very last of the season. So you're going to get everything from Tampa that you could possibly handle. That doesn't look very good for, for, for the Blue Jays. And I tell you what, I picked the Astros at the beginning of the year. That was the easy pick, but I picked the Astros at the beginning of the year. And I'm getting more and more confident about that pick as we get closer. The Orioles are tough. There's no doubt about it. The Rays are tough, no doubt about it. But both of those teams don't have the experience. And I just feel like once you get into the big-time stuff, that's where Houston's going to come through. And, and they did that a couple yeah. of years ago when uh, right. they got into the playoffs and almost got to the World Series, even though uh, they didn't have that great – that was when it was, what, 60 games they played? Or yeah. whatever that was. Uh, yeah. So uh, they got in and almost – they were like an inning away from getting to the World Series before Tampa yeah. put them down. So uh, anytime they're in the playoffs – Houston, they're interesting because they don't have a great record at home. So maybe right. if, almost five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So uh maybe maybe it might be an advantage that they don't play at home after that first round if they win the division. If they don't win that division. True. Maybe that's might be even better if they don't win a division, because then they're gonna be on the road. They're on the road. And they've been great on the road. They've been um, great no, on the road. They haven't been great against Kevin is teams greater than five hundred. Uh they're thirty-five and forty-one, so under five hundred against teams who are better than five hundred, and everybody in the playoffs is gonna be better than five hundred. Absolutely, uh, no, obviously. But yeah, the so, answer uh, made, they listen, they have done well as of late. Abreu's finally started playing decent baseball. They brought well, Verlander back. It took back. them, what, six months to do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, but now's the time, man. Now now's is the time. time. Uh, and now that's, you know, we talked earlier about players that keep your eyes on, somebody that's stepping on the gas at the right time. Right. There you go. All right. Give me, give me your A East. Anything to do with Abreu on my fantasy team, but. <laughs> he's on mine now. <laughs> okay. So, soak that's all that matters, one what he's doing today. That's right. Not what he did back in July. Give me your AL East prediction. Do the Rays catch the Orioles or do the Orioles stay on top? I'm going to say that the uh, uh, the inexperience of Baltimore is going to show up in the next couple weeks. It already has to some extent. So I think Tampa takes that division. And Baltimore still makes the playoffs. But Tampa wins the division. Baltimore is in the wild card, and so uh, it's it, it's it's going to be interesting, very very interesting. Because I thought Baltimore had that thing wrapped, yeah, especially with Tampa and their injuries problem right. and yeah. everything else. But uh, I think, as we said way back before the season even started, betting against Tampa is a fool's errand. So I'm not going to do it now. So I'm going to take Tampa winning the AL East. They both have relatively easy schedules. Uh, Tampa does have to face the Jays, but they get the uh, Angels and the Red Sox. They get the Jays in two different series. Uh, Baltimore, on the other hand, has a slightly easier schedule. Uh, they got, well, they got Houston next. And then after that, it's Cleveland, Washington. And then they close the year against Boston. Um, I'm going to say the Orioles are going to stick it out. And I didn't say that uh, several months ago, but the Rays have had so much negative happen between injuries, Wander Franco yeah. issues. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to stick, stick with Baltimore. If, the if, if there's a team that has overcome adversity, Tampa is Tampa your Trump. poster yeah. child right there. Yeah. Because as you said, they, uh, they've overcome having three pitchers. And if you look at uh, McClanahan, he's still in the top 10 
even though right. he hadn't pitched in like six weeks now. <laughs> right. Not yeah. ten in victory. Yeah. And uh and so uh they've lost three quality starters. They yeah. lost Wander Franco because what his whatever yeah. we're not gonna get into that, but uh and he's a quality player. But uh they keep just keep on keeping on. And uh <laughs> so I'm gonna stay with the uh Tampa winning the division. Uh, in the AL West, I think this one's easier. I'll go Houston, uh, and I don't think it's going to be that close when it's all said and done. Uh, you got the Rangers and Mariners, though, in the hunt. Where do you go with the AL West? I think that uh, you know the Rangers have led pretty much a you know a fairy tale story this year. And you <laughs> right. talk about because they lost Max Scherzer for the year this this past week. Yeah, and uh, that you know, him and you know Degrom. Could sit there and sit in the dugout and cheer them on and, and all that, <laughs> but uh, if they're going to do anything, then they Eovaldi, he's pitched, he's he's back, but he hasn't pitched more than four innings in any start he's made since he got back. He, they need more from him. Yeah. If they can't get him where he was as an all-star level pitcher, they don't have the pitching. The bullpen scares me. The daylights out of me. Yeah. And so uh, Houston wins that division. And uh, I was ready to uh, say the Mariners, but all of a sudden the Mariners, they're, they slammed on the brakes a little bit. <laughs> so uh, I think that, uh, that, that, that definitely Houston wins that division. And then it's a battle between Texas because there's a game difference between Texas and Seattle. Yeah. The only reason why that is is because Seattle's three and seven their last ten. That's not going to cut it. And like I said, this weekend will show a lot because Texas well, and Seattle play a three-game series here in Arlington Friday, they Saturday, play, Sunday. They play two series to wrap up the year. So they've right. got at Texas, then the Mariners go home to play Houston and stay home to fi finish the year off with the Rangers. So it's going to be a um, determined between head, the Rangers head and the Mariners. Are going to determine this, and that's yeah, the, the Rangers. Like yeah. And so, uh, is there a more difficult nine games no. that any team has to finish the season? But Texas, Houston, and Texas again. Yeah. So I yeah. think Seattle falls out of the running, and uh, so. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I mean, here's the deal. The Rays are in. They've already clinched. Rays and Baltimore both clinched today. They're in the playoffs. So they're in the playoffs. Spots. There's two spots left, and it's Blue Jays, right. Rangers, Mariners that are fighting for it. The Mariners, right. I, listen, in my opinion, you put in the Blue Jays because Rangers and Mariners are playing two series against themselves. Right. And they have means, to lose. Some of them has to lose. Right. So that means whoever wins those two series gets the last spot. So I'm going to go Rays are in. Uh, or Baltimore, however that goes. And I've got Toronto in, and right. then I'm going to go Seattle in because I think the Rangers are too beat up to finish off Seattle. Um, and I think even if Seattle loses to the Houston Astros, I think they could win four out of six against Texas, and that'd be enough to, to put them over the top. Right. Even if they went three and three against them, that might be good enough. Sure. So, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, they need Eovaldi, they need Montgomery, and he Montgomery's pitched pretty well for the Rangers, but uh, to sit there and put your eggs into his basket can't feel that great, right? And uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> ain't that the truth? Uh, ain't that? And uh, I do like Montgomery, I do. Sure, but uh, you know, if he's your number two starter, that's a problem. Right. Right. Um, all right. So that's the playoff race. Let's talk about Otani real quick. I've been okay. careful with talking about Otani all year because the deal was before the trade deadline, everybody was saying they got to trade them. And my deal was, no, if, if you're no, the angels, no. you have to do everything in your power to keep them. Well, right. then the news they comes out that. this week. Yeah. The news comes out this week that they are, he's packed up his locker and he's gone. Um, right. I mean, I know he's injured. I, I get all that, but don't you stick it out? Like, don't you at least hang out in the locker room and, you know? Yeah, you know, I don't like it. I don't like leaving team. right now. Yeah, that's 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 a difficult look to me, and you have to wonder 
if the angels, let's say, were in the rangers' place, let's just say, is that oblique all of a sudden become healthy? Hmm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. okay. <laughs> I so, have uh, it that way, Kevin. That's a that's an interesting point. But uh, it, whatever happened, he's cost himself some money coming up in because he's hurt. He's not going to pitch next year. He can sit there and talk all he wants to. Well, I'm going to pitch. Well, not next year. He's not, and he's going to have to show that he's healthy for them. They're talking about five hundred million or whatever else. I think that there's no chance he's going to get that now. Here's I'm not the thing. To him. I agree, but here's the thing. He's still going to make 350, 400, oh, yeah. 400 yeah, million. And because he hasn't played what, bad in for him. 11 days or so, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't, uh, you look I don't at his bad stats, for him losing money. And, and he's still in the top 10 and batting and homers and, yeah. And, and just uh, slugging and walks and, yeah. It's just about everything other than stolen bases. Yeah. Now, he's right there in the top 10. And even though he hasn't pitched in like a month and a half, he's still in the top 10 in strikeouts. Yeah. So this is the first time all season that I felt like he isn't returning to the Angels. I really thought that there was a connection there that he liked the generally liked that he didn't like losing, but I think that he generally liked it there. Um, he was going to get paid. They were going to pay him whatever he wanted, in my opinion. And now I'm sitting there going, no, I think he's a Dodger. I think maybe he's a, a, a Mariner or a Padre. I think he stays out west, though. I don't think he goes east. I do, too, because he likes it out west. It's closer to uh, Japan. Yeah. Maybe not a lot closer, but closer. Yeah. And uh, he's got the media there. Of course, I think he likes the media, but if he was to go to New York, that would be a little intimidating. I don't think he wants that. So that's not a viable possibility to me. Anywhere on the East Coast, really. Yeah. And so uh, – the West Coast is where he's going to stay. And, I think uh, he goes to San Francisco. That's where I think he ends up. That that's certainly a possibility because they've they've got the stadium, they've got the fans base, they've got you know they're willing to pay. That, they're willing to pay him, and yep. they're they're a team that even though they're not playing so well at present, they're still in the baseball hunt. Yeah, better and, than uh, they've won three championships <laughs> in the not too distant past. Right. So uh, remember last year they took a swing at Aaron Judge. He chose to stay right. in New York. Um, they took a swing at Correa, who's not not that level, but it took they're, a swing at. They're, they're certainly glad that that didn't work out. Right. Yeah, yeah I so, uh, I think San Francisco goes all in on Otani. I think they land him. I I wouldn't be shocked. Obviously, if he ends up in New York, I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up in the Dodgers, um, or San Diego, or even Seattle. But I, I think Seattle will be the funnest story. Honestly, I think so I love to go to Seattle. Because, uh, you know, he's got a famous countryman, right? Who you know led the way up there. Yes, and uh, he's already talked about how he likes the fans and he likes the stadium and whatever else. And yeah. But yeah, uh, we'll, I, we'll I would have to put Seattle behind. I still think he goes to the Dodgers. Okay. Because who else could sit there and say that they won seven, was it eight out of the last nine division championships? Yeah. And so uh, if you go to the Dodgers, you know you're going to the playoffs. You know and he wouldn't have to sell his home. <laughs> he wouldn't have to do anything. Just yeah. tell his driver, you know, instead of turning right on Interstate 405, <laughs> you turn left. That's all you got to do. I uh, love it. Uh, we'll talk about that more in February when we get back around. Get back right. around to it next year. Um, listen, we're in, we're in it now. Fantasy fantasy baseball championship is upon us. The season is coming to an end. Um, it's been a fun one. We've had a good time this yeah. season, and of yeah. course, we'll be back in two weeks to wrap up everything and kind of uh, get us down to where we need to be and talk about the how everything concluded and all that kind of stuff. And on that show, we'll talk about the baseball uh, playoffs as well. And where everything sits, that'll be on August, or excuse me, October the 1st, uh, will be our season finale of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. And uh, I'll say this, even though it's not the last show that we're doing, uh, but I appreciate everybody who's tuned in, uh, everybody who's uh, commented, everybody who's uh, listened, and uh, we really do appreciate that. Uh, we really appreciate Belly Up Fantasy Sports and Righteous Felon for being with us all season as well. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you can't, you can't say too much about the support. No, because we're up here not just to hear ourselves talk. We're here to 
you know, spread some, hopefully some useful knowledge to somebody. Yeah. And uh, hopefully uh, there are some people out there that think that we have in fact done that. And I've been asked multiple times, you know, do you actually tell us what you're thinking? And outside of two things I have, and the one thing was the Mookie Betts pre-draft. I kept my mouth quiet on that one. It didn't work out for me. Kevin got him. Um, but as soon as the draft was done, I spilled the beans on my Mookie, my Mookie Betts love. And uh, and then I held back a little bit about the championship round. Uh, I'll talk about that next week. But uh, other than that, I feel like we've been very open about We've been well, you know, open about it. And uh, I've even commented about that. You know, how open should I be? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Seeing as how you and I are going, we're going head to head. So how open should I be? But uh, I was open. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are people I mean, that I... are actually looking for some suggestions on how to do it. And Chase is one of those. Yeah. I know he, uh, he he's even said to me, I saw your article and I immediately <laughs> went to it and said, oh, okay. And I've seen even your dad has yeah. done that where yeah. we've talked about or I, you know, you or I have talked about a certain player and all of a sudden he's on his roster. Yeah. So, uh, somebody's paying attention and we appreciate that very much. Definitely. Uh, definitely indeed. So we're back in two weeks to conclude the season and, uh, and wrap up everything fantasy baseball and major league baseball related. That being said, uh, tune in on the Wednesday night shows. My dad does join me for those. We're live at eight o'clock every Wednesday. And as we get into the baseball playoffs, we'll be covering that there along with all the NFL and college football news as well. Monday nights, uh, we go live at 8 o'clock. Uh, EKU defensive lineman Ryan Jackson joins me, and um, we talk EKU football. Uh, and uh, this this year, tomorrow, we've got the punter, Jeremy Edwards, coming on to join us. I've never had Jeremy on. He's Australian, so we're going to have him on. Ooh, and okay. ask he, he got a lot of punts in on Saturday, and he had a great day. Uh, as much as you hate to admit, the punter had a great day. I would be very interested to find out how an Australian winds up Kentucky. on the roster of Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> That's a great question. We'll ask him. Uh, okay. We'll ask him for sure. You know, yeah. I've been to Australia. I know how great a country it is down there, but he's playing football for Eastern Kentucky. So yeah. that, that's that's a story that's got to be a story in and of itself. I'm sure it is. Uh, Kevin, tell everybody what you, what's coming out, what's recently come out, and what's coming out on Billy Up. Well, what recently came out was uh, I wrote an article for uh, the semifinal waiver pickups. And uh, hopefully some people listen to that. There's going to be an article that I'm going to put out that uh, of similar to that championship waiver pickups. As uh, there are some guys that we've, you know, we've talked about here even that uh, are available that can help your fantasy team. So that will probably be posted sometime tomorrow. So, uh, so Chase, be ready for that. <laughs> and uh, so. Fantasy, you know, belly up fantasy sports. It's always there. Yeah, uh, I've got articles on Reddit, so you can go over there and check me out if that's what you want to do. That's where I get most of my feedback from, and so uh, appreciate my Reddit readers. Yeah, I'm scared to death of Reddit, so uh, uh, Kevin has been all over that one uh, for sure as well. Like I said, I got the shows coming up this week. Make sure you tune in. Um, uh, BellyUpSports.com, different website, same people, different website. Uh, is where my stuff drops about Eastern Kentucky. I do previews and recaps each week of their games. Not a whole lot else going on right now uh, from me on the writing end of things as I've got uh, coaching basketball is keeping me relatively busy. So uh, so right. we're not, not having you, a whole lot uh, of time. Did put out an article, uh, what was it, uh, uh, Fantasy Bus that could be Fantasy Studs or something like week that? One, week one fantasy bust, uh, that would be week two fantasy studs. And might I say, I, I hit, I hit pretty well on that article. Okay. So, uh, I could say that same as about my, uh, my, my pickups. Yeah. Canna being the most obvious, right. but, uh, right. uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out the ba uh, football show that Chase and I do. Right. Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. We were all over some action of week two. Week one was pretty wild. Yeah. And so uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch that, you can go to just about anywhere. You, YouTube, it's there. Well, let's clarify that so make sure people don't get lost. Belly Up Sports YouTube page or yeah. Belly Up Fantasy social media pages. 
Um, right. So there's not a Belly Up Fantasy YouTube page, but there is a Belly Up Sports YouTube. That's where you go to find the show. And then uh, and then all the Belly Up Fantasy socials, the Facebook and Twitter, have it on there as well. Right. Because the show is actually called the Belly Up Fantasy Live football show. That's right. So it's the and that's Sunday mornings at you said, the 11? entire Belly Up Network. So definitely you want to check Everything. that out. And that's 11 o'clock on Sunday morning? 11 o'clock where time begins over there it's in the time. east. 10 o'clock in, uh, here in Texas. Yeah. Which uh, I appreciate that because uh, we get off and I still have some time to set my lineups before games actually start. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, my kids are both playing fantasy this year. And so the question was, uh, Dad, what time does church get done? Uh, oh. <laughs> they had they were waiting to see what happened if Mark Andrews was going to play or not. And I said, you'll have time after service is done before the hour afternoon service. There will be time for you to check it and change it. And and he still forgot and didn't get them in. So uh, all well. But but I had the same thing because I had Mark Andrews in one of my uh, dynasty leagues and yeah. I didn't get him in on time so sometimes that just happens the way it works the lessons of life for sure all right that's gonna be it for this week uh tune in in two weeks we'll be back sunday night october the first eight o'clock we'll get you all uh concluded up on major league baseball and the fantasy baseball season as well again thanks to belly up fantasy sports and righteous fellow jerky and to kevin as always and to kevin's wife for allowing him to do this program uh, we always appreciate her too. Uh, thank you for tuning in to today's edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Until next Everybody time, have a great week. That's we'll right. See you around the Sports Stove. <laughs>